Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Herb Sessions. I'm your host, Herb, and today's a special one. <laughs> Not only is it the 10th episode, it's also my birthday. Today, I have the beautiful, my co-worker, Stephanie Chitty Davis. Say hello, Stephanie. Hello. Don't wave to the camera. We have to pretend the camera's not oh, there. Oh, okay. We just talk. Now. I've never done this. <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, a couple things to get into before we start. Um, go ahead and... The whiskey I've been trying, not that great. <laughs> no. But it's called West Cork. It's a weird combination of like... I don't know, man. It's different. Like Japanese whiskey and irish whiskey it's an irish whiskey interesting combination check it out if you want to go taste something like that go for it um i'm going to try to do this live for the first time i don't know i'm trying to bring it up on twitch but we'll see also go check out my other episodes on youtube now just type in herb sessions as well as soundcloud and i'm gonna try to figure out how to put it on spotify that's my next thing to do but yeah so here we are here we are. <laughs> How you doing? Hey, cheers. Cheers to your birthday. Thanks. Thanks for taking the day Happy off. Happy 34th. I know. I'm getting old. <sighs> Not at all. I'm 34. You're 34? Yeah. Are you? Yes, sir. No, you're not. I'm going to be 35 in November. No way. Are you really? Older and wiser. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that wiser part, but hey. Let's see how it goes, I guess. But yeah, so how's it how's it going? Probably as well as anybody else living in these crazy times of 2020. I know this has been interesting times. I don't know if I like it. It sucks. I don't love it, but it could always be worse. You think so? How so? <laughs> what do you mean how so? <laughs> how could it be worse? How could it be worse? Um this is pretty bad. I hate Everyone's having a birthday indoors. I can't do anything. Well, not everyone, but... You know? I haven't seen my family in the whole year so far. Yeah. Sucks. It's definitely a year for the books in a not good way, but I feel like it's going to get worse before it gets better. In what way? <laughs> Literally in any way. Do you think, do you think the aliens are going to show up finally? I mean, I hope so. <laughs> I was watching Godzilla the other day, and I swear, the newer version. Mm -hmm. What if it's like that, though? Well, then I hope that Godzilla is on our side. <laughs> See, I think Godzilla is more believable than aliens, because it makes more, for me. Oh, I, ask, I totally <laughs> believe in aliens and Do Bigfoot you? and the Yeti no. and the Loch Ness Monster and among other things. I don't know about aliens. I'm super skeptical. But I just said I believe in Godzilla, so. So you can't be that skeptical. I know, right? <laughs> well, here's my thing. If they're real, just come out already. Get what? out of your spaceship and be like, we're here now. Dude, they've got to be real. You think so? Yeah, I do think so. For what reasons, though? What do you think? Why are they, why well, are they toying around? Why do they disappear and like <laughs> mess with us so much? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Part of it is because of religious upbringing. So I definitely believe that there are other worlds and other life forms. But mm. I also feel like there's been so many um, theories 
that how can something last for so long and not be real? Maybe Hmm. not to the extent that they're saying, but I just, I do feel like there are other forces of work out there. You think so? I do. I don't know. I want to think so. Like I really do, but they never get out of their spaceships. It bothers me. At least Godzilla, if he rose, would be like, see, told you. (laughs) Something's got to be eating up all that nuclear waste we're spewing into the ocean. You know, right? Something. Well, it just doesn't. Yeah, like, there's. It just doesn't go away. Parts of the ocean that we haven't experienced yet. So he's got to be down there, or How she. You, yeah, it's a she. It's a she. It's a she. Oh, it's not asexual being. Well, it might be actually. How come Godzilla never birthed anybody? Well, in the previous movie, she did. That's right. She did lay eggs. <laughs> yes. That's that was the awful 1990s version. But I watched the newer version, the 2014. No, that one was good. That one was really good. She was really cute and had pudgy feet. And yeah. I liked her. Yeah, I liked her. She, I would want a mini version of Godzilla as a pet. That would be great. She would be on her side. She'd be on her side. She would, for sure. But wait, so is she a girl? Where's the father Godzilla if she got pregnant? She has to well, be that's asexual. Why, that's then. what I'm saying is maybe she's just asexual and she can just produce eggs on her own. God, what if it was real, though? I hope it is. You know? Well, you never know. It's 2020, so (laughs) Godzilla might just be, like, coming out of the woodworks. I hope she does, because aliens are, I don't, I don't get it, you know? Do you, do you really think there's other beings out there? Yeah, I do. Really? Yeah. I want to, but. Just like I believe in spirits and everything else. True. (sighs) But why, you know, why, why, if the cosmos is as big as we told, as we told they are, wait, did I say that right? As they say they is, whatever. Why visit us? Why waste your time? You know, we can't go anywhere. We can, we could barely get to the moon and back. And we're trying to get to Mars and that's been taking forever. But they could go wherever and they stop here. What for? Because we are a peculiar planet. <laughs> you think? I think there's got to be cooler planets out there. Oh, I'm, I have no doubt that there is. But I mean, I think that our race is very interesting. I mean, look at 2020 and all that's happened so far and all that's come up. Yeah. Do you think it's planned? Planned as in? The fake alien invasion is the next final step. Oh, gosh. I, I honestly <laughs> don't know what 2020 is going to bring us next, but I think it's going to be it's going to get times are going to get worse before they get better. God, I hope not. I want it to get better. I want it to get better too. Do you think the aliens that will be our ticket to getting better? The aliens? Like you're like for <laughs> sure aliens are going to just like come down. Why not? Why not? I mean, that's true. I mean, maybe. I'm just tired of them toying with us. Just do it already. You know? Just do it. Just be like, hey, like man, we've been controlling you. This- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, look, we've been trolling you guys the whole time. You know, haha, gotcha. Well, I mean, I hope they're nice. Me too. I hope they're like super nice and they weed out all the bad people and they like, you know, treat the good ones. Like, hey, we're going to take you up to our spaceship and probe you a little bit. You into it? We're going to heal cancer. It's It's going to be fine. Yeah. Right, maybe. But it's hard, it's hard to believe because everybody has their opinion on it, and they're always, yeah, they're good. They have all these advanced things. They could probably heal people, but 
we really don't know. Well, that's, we don't know. That's just hearsay, you know? But I'm sure the government knows a lot more than they like to say. I don't think they know shit. I think they made it all up. Well, they could have, too. I mean, I don't know. I think it's... Look, I know I'm going to get some pushback from all my friends who are super like, yeah, aliens are real. I just can't. I can't get behind it. I just really can't. I think aliens exist, but not to the extent that the world has portrayed them. Like, yeah. I don't think that they're these, like, big and crazy-looking creatures. I think that yeah. they're just like us. Yeah, and they're a little more advanced. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. I don't think... They're little tiny creatures with big eyes. and Yeah, like I think that they're just another form like us. See, the reason why I don't believe it is because look at like comic book heroes. Look at all that. It could be easily made up. Well, and I just over time reworked. We're like, hey, this we're finally getting somewhere with it. Lots of things can be easily you know, made up, especially with the power of social media. I know. And politics. Social media is dangerous. I don't like it. Social media is dangerous. I've never been so more depressed than being on social media. Yeah. More and more, more, and more being on lockdown. When I wasn't on lockdown, I was, oh, I was good. But now that I have nothing else to do and people are like shunned away or hide, like hidden in their homes, I just look at social media and get super sad. Well, that's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's nothing else to do. True. Although I get on social media and I see a bunch of people doing a lot of stuff. I know. That's what's weird, too. We're supposed to be on lockdown and people are out like, forget it. I'm going to do what I want to do. I can't hate them for wanting to try to be happy or feel a sense of normalcy. Yeah. But some people thrive in it. I have some friends that are, yeah, man, I stay home all the time. It's no biggie. I love it. Oh, yeah. Some people, they're, I mean, I'm a homebody myself to a degree. Like, I don't like to do stuff during the week if I have to work. Mm -hmm. I have to have my, like, downtime by myself before I can fall asleep. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you stay on your phone before you go to sleep? Usually playing 1010. 1010? What's 1010? You make your own alien? Is is 1010 the alien? No, it's a stupid, like, uh, pattern game, like, puzzle. Ooh. That's usually what I'm on my phone for. Ten, ten. Like 90% of the time. I love puzzle games. I used to be huge on Tetris. Did you get good? Oh, yeah. Yeah? High score at the quarters? Yeah. Yeah. Stephanie Chitty Davis? Stephanie Chitty Davis. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, cheers. Cheers. Cheers to another year making it whatever this is. Cheers to lasting through 2020 so far and... Still having a job and still having friendships. I know. I've lost, I wouldn't say I lost some friends, but, you know, things are just, even job, even having a job, I feel guilty sometimes. There's yeah, some people our who, jobs are really hard. I know, it is. But there's some people who, fuck, man, who are just way harder than us. Oh, for sure. You know, I feel bad. I almost feel guilty for, like, having a job. That's kind of normal, I guess. And there's just I mean, people who are, you should see all the homeless people right down the street right here. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. You know? There's a lot of homeless people. And I'm sure that number's only increased because of 2020. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do to fix it? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't think it could be fixed. It's going to take a long time before our country recovers from this. Yeah. Pull that microphone closer. 
Just pull closer to you. There you go. Everybody thinks that like 2021 is going to be better. I don't think so. I don't either. I don't think so. I think like, it's all... Oh, we just got to make it through 2020 and everything's going to be like greener on the other side. And that's why I'm saying that I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. Fuck. Hopefully Godzilla shows up. Yeah. Godzilla's just going to show up and like stomp through the cities and destroy all <laughs> the badness. <laughs> what if Godzilla showed up, aliens showed up? What if it all showed up at one time? I'd be like, finally. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> the world the world's finally over that's what sucks you almost want this to end it's like a bad dream you're just like i don't want to do this anymore it's, it can be it's really it's been tough i'm not gonna lie i hate coming home and just being like i'm gonna sit in my apartment for the next three days and then go back to work you know well that's because you moved here at a time that all this happened and so you didn't have a chance to meet anyone Boy, I picked a bad year to move. Yeah, you did. I sure did. But you didn't know that at the time, Whoa. what was going to come your way. This is true. God, that whiskey's horrible. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but you bought it, so you'll go on drinking. I have to it. finish it. Funny story. The dude at the uh, um, liquor store, mm -hmm. uh, very gay man. Very, very gay man. And every time I go in there, he's like, hey, buddy, how you doing? And he winks at me all the time. Well, he gives me a good wink. You and should take that as a compliment. And every time I check out, he's like, you know how I feel about you. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> take that as a compliment. He, gave, he comes on to me so hard. It's insane. He's like, you sure you're not like a famous musician or something? You just, you got it, man. You're like, I'm on my way. I was like, I'm getting there, dude. I'm trying to get famous. I don't want to work anymore. <laughs> I just want to have fun and do dumb shit all day. But no, I got to go to work. Boo. Well, at least we have work to go. I know. That job's hard, though, man. It gets harder and harder. <sighs> I know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to try to hang in there as long as I can, but, man, I don't know, man. It's tough. You're going to leave us in a year. I know. Cheers. You'll be there for a year, and then you're going to leave us. Sad but true. I'm not drinking whiskey. I'm drinking wine. You should have brought the wine bottle over. Forgot to get it. We're good. You sure? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. So. You can get it if you want. <laughs> when you do these podcasts, um, do you ever talk about yourself? Uh, yeah, the last one I did was a lot of myself about being bipolar, having to deal with all that. Um, why my life's always in like dramatic waves instead mm -hmm. of like a, a little, instead of like a subtle wave. It's always like, you know, just crazy ups and downs. I felt like my life used to be like that and has been like more stable in the last few years. Yeah. How did you figure that out? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Other than like journaling and hitting rock bottom and like realizing that I needed to get toxic people out of my life. That were affecting those waves. Yeah. Making them higher and lower. Mm. And once they left my life and I began to heal, I became happier. Oh. I mean, I still have my days, but. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard for me. I don't have any more toxic people in my life, you know? So it, I don't know. I don't, it's tough. Like, I don't have a bunch of toxic people in my life, but. 
then again, I don't really have a lot of people either. So I still get bummed out, you know? Well, I think it's hard moving to a new place and then not being able to really establish your establish your life here yet because of this whole COVID pandemic. Yeah. I mean, you moved here like right when it started to happen. Yeah. Yeah, and I moved then, here in the dead of winter of December last year. Yeah. Yeah, my brother was like, hey, man, when you hit Utah, you're probably going to hit some snow. So, and I had a U-Haul with my car towing in the back. I was like, oh, I got this. My asshole's never been clinched so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I was so scared I was going to ruin that U-Haul and destroy everything because it was, I couldn't see. I know. Halfway Utah. through Utah. I was like, what? What? Like this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Trying to listen to uh, music, trying to calm down, but I was so scared. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to crash this. <laughs> I'm going to have to pay for this U-Haul. <laughs> well, good thing you didn't. I know. I got lucky. It was bad. Plus, I come from Southern California where there's no snow hardly ever. And I don't know how to drive in the snow. Utahns don't know how to drive in the snow. I swear, every time it snows, like the first snow, uh -huh. there's idiots out there. And you're like, you see this every year. Oh, uh, I feel like Utah people don't know how to drive in general. True. They drive also in your blind spot all yep. the time. They like love to stay right there for some reason. Yep. They just like to ride that ass. Ah, yeah, they do. They're all up on my ass when I'm driving. I'm like, just pass me. Go, go, go. And they stay right next to me. I'm like, I don't, I don't get what you're, why, what do you, I don't have anything in my car that's a value. Stop peeking in on me. That's because I think people from Utah are always late to things. And so then. Really? Yeah. Why are they always late? Are you born and raised in Utah? Raised, not born. You're born in Alaska, right? Yeah. What the hell? What was that like? Um, was it pretty cool? Was it chill? Yeah, Alaska's yeah. a good place, but it's too far and too cold from everything. But I love it. I mean, most of my family's up there. I haven't yeah. been back in... When did I last go back to Alaska? I think I, it was 10 years ago. 10 years? 10 years. Dang. You still have family up there, right? Mm-hmm. Who's up there? Uh, my dad, my five brothers, and my two little sisters. Five brothers? Mm-hmm. Good Lord. They come, I come from a mixed family, so my parents divorced when I was two. My dad remarried when I was four, so I don't know anything else. So I have two older brothers from my mom and my dad, and then three older brothers from my dad, or from my stepmom. And then I have an older sister from my mom and my dad. And then two younger sisters from my dad and my stepmom. Oh, man. You lost me. So there's you nine of us. There's through. nine of us. <laughs> so there's nine total. of Nine total. Mixed. Four girls, five boys. So do, are you close with all of them or maybe a few? That's a lot. My dad's the oldest of 10 and he's not. He's maybe close to maybe like two of them, two or three. Um, I'm close to my older sister. She lives in Smithfield and oh. I'm super close to my younger sister. Even though we're nine years apart. Damn. Um, not really close to my youngest sister. And then my oldest brother doesn't talk to any of us anymore. And just, I'm not close to my stepbrothers. Just but, because or? Uh, he kind of got rid of all of us. He's a very like selfish person mm. that holds grudges from the experiences or trauma that he's had in his childhood life against his family. He's, yeah. So he's mad at all nine of you? <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
all nine when probably none of it was any of you guys' fault? Yeah. Wow. Sounds like a bitter dude. Very bitter. That's unfortunate. He's missing out. You're a cool person. <laughs> he actually didn't talk to me for like five years um, because I chose to give my daughter up for adoption. Oh, yeah. And he didn't support that decision, so... You know, that's a hard thing to do. Is it okay if I kind of tap on that a little <laughs> yeah. bit? Okay. So you you had a partner, you guys got pregnant, and then yes. you had to make a big decision. Yes. Where were you at at that time? How old were you? I was 21. 21. Still in school, still, or college, I should say, or are you trying to figure out life? Um, I was definitely figuring myself out. Uh -huh. Um, I was actually preparing, I probably shouldn't say this, but become a stripper. No, <laughs> just kidding. I was preparing for Cheers, a, being a stripper. religious mission. Okay. And then I met, um, the father and we, things happened. I got pregnant. I was young and did not have the means to take care of a child mentally emotionally everything financially yeah yeah Fair and enough. i didn't want her to have i wanted her to have a better life than i could offer her and i wanted that for myself as well because i didn't want to resent her in any shape or form because i would have been a single parent going forward relying on like the help of my family and whatever true damn you did a noble thing my friend yeah, it you was, did. You it, did the right thing. It was really hard, especially at 21 to come to a realization like, hey, I'm probably not in the best place to take care of this kid. Let me give it a better shot. That's hard. Yeah. You know, because you think about it, you got pregnant. Mm -hmm. You had that little baby in you for nine months. Mm -hmm. There's some sort of connection that I will as a man will we will never have. And it's it, I mean, it's a whole different ballgame for women. And to carry it, carry it, carry her, and then be like, oh, I, I love you, but I'm in no place to give you the things that would be proper or what would be needed from a mother. Yeah, it was super hard. I mean, I can recall like everything as if it I'm was sure yesterday. And you birthed a human being. It's <laughs> insane. I know. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, I can never do it. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> if I come back as a woman, I don't know if I could birth a child. It'd be tough. Just to see what I've already seen. Man, I don't know. It was hard because like I was the one that had to deal with it. Like my body changed because of it. You know, went through the emotions. I was the one that had to make the decision. He signed his rights away right away. Mm. Like wanted me to have an abortion. All that jazz was not supportive. Were you mad when he came at you with the abortion thing? Because there's a lot of people who are against it. And there's a lot so, of people who understand the reasons for it, I guess. I don't want to sound rude. I was religious at the time. And so he was trying to justify, knowing my religious background, and he had a similar religious background. Uh -huh. He was trying to justify um, an abortion. And I was like, well, this isn't incest and this isn't rape. Correct. And so for me personally, I didn't believe that in for myself. However, I have had several friends that have done abortions uh -huh. and it is not my place to judge anybody for what they feel is in their best interest and what they feel is right for their themselves. Yeah. 
And I would never, ever judge anyone for making that choice. Yeah, I've had some friends that had to, came to me because they've had, they got pregnant unwillingly, I guess you would say. Not forcefully, but, you know, acts. Yeah. I don't want to even call it an accident. It sounds rude too. But, you know, there's like, hey, I wasn't ready for this. Mm-hmm. And they got an abortion. And to see that look on their face, man, that that toys with them for the rest of their life too. Oh, of course. It doesn't go away. Of course it, it does. It's hard to go with what direction. Do I have the kid give it up for adoption? And then I'm not there all the time? Or do I abort it and live with the feeling of, what if? Well, and I you think know, those that, are that's like... That's hard. I, I, think I those would are hate to be in that position. Two very different feelings to have. Like you can't really compare like an abortion to birthing a child and giving it up t- for adoption because they're just very different. True. In my opinion. Like, yes, you're losing a child, but in a different way. You know, like I spent nine months with Josie said goodbye to her in the hospital. Super cute name, by the way. (laughs) Josie is a cute, cute name. And like with adoption, you there's, it's not like you give birth to the child and then it's gone. Like it sticks with you a while after because I had to have a social worker come in and talk to me Mm -hmm. while I was at the hospital and ask me if I was sane. Cause I think you have like 24 hours to change your choice or your decision. Mm -hmm. And make sure that this is what I wanted to do. I then had to go in front of a judge like a month later and say that I was okay with this decision. Oh, so they really give you some time to think it out. Yes. Oh, okay. See, I was under the impression once you signed the document, like they come in and steal your kid away. Well, that's when I did sign. Oh. Was when I was in court in front of the judge. Oh, see, I thought you signed it at the hospital. Like, I give up, I mean, my, there I might, give up my child. Honestly, it was so long ago that there sure. probably was like some documents, but they do give you time because they know that you're in an emotional state. Fair enough. And so they want to make sure that this is like a very like found decision and not just, you know, people forcing you or mm. feeling overwhelmed. So like it's drawn out like a little bit. It's not just like you give birth to the kid and then you're like, bye. Oh, see, that's that's what the impression I was under like you give birth and they come in okay you you gave your say your goodbyes this is a lot that's what i thought well and like i I said i don't know the like logistics or like the laws of everything now because this happened 14 years ago okay how old is she now she will be 13 in november (gasps) that's wild i know yeah and you get to still see her right i do that's cool that's cool you get to see your little bambino I know. And she probably has all the behaviors of you without even being around you. It is kind of funny because there's have been a lot of like aha moments for me mm-hmm. as I've been able to see her grow up because my aunt adopted her. Cool. And um, my family was super supportive about all of this. Like That's everybody awesome. was willing to step up and take her and they just were really wanted her to stay in the family. We're like, we're Davises. We take care of each other. Yeah. We're going to take care of one of our own, which not a lot of people get that experience when they go through what I went through. And For I can sure. say my family was the absolute best. That's awesome. You got a good support. But there's definitely been like moments that throughout seeing her grow up that I'm like, oh my gosh, she has like the same line that I have. Like that really was a mini me because yeah. I... 
made so sure to separate myself emotionally from her because I wanted to have a healthy life going forward. And I have a best friend that had a child four months before me. Mm-hmm. Crazy how that happened. But Dang. she did not have, she struggled for a very long time with giving her daughter up. Whereas I feel like I was more at peace with my decision and like kept the boundaries so that I could try to have the most like functional, healthy life for myself. Yeah. Because if you are still involved in their life, which both her and I are, my friend is involved with her daughter's life as well as I am with mine. You have to be careful of that. You know, do you feel like you have to be careful because it triggers a lot of emotions? Oh, of course. And you're just like, man, oh, man, I want to take you home and just raise you myself kind of thing. For me, no, because I I did things that I felt I needed to do to separate myself from that. Mm-hmm. So like I didn't see Josie for a month after I had her. And then when I saw her, I only saw her for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then as she was little when i would go and see her because obviously she's a part of my family so we have family functions yeah i wouldn't hold her for a long time because i would start to get emotional so then i would give her to somebody else Uh you know like i didn't i just did things that helped me to keep that emotional barrier because i didn't want to create i didn't want me to go into a downfall yeah and i wanted to keep a healthy relationship with my aunt and with josie damn I'm getting emotional just <laughs> listening. That's tough. I mean, it was, but it was the best decision I ever made. I mean, she changed my life for the better. I'm sure. Kids do that. From what I hear, my brother has kids. I don't have kids. Um, but from what he tells me, man, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. From what I told, it makes life purposeful, I guess. Or yeah. it shows you what it's really about instead of just being about yourself and and there's nothing wrong with being about yourself. You got to take care of yourself too. But I guess when you bring a kid in, it just all of a sudden everything. The good parents. There's some bad parents I out know. there. The good there's parents, it awful, does change everything. Yeah, there is some awful parents out there. But the good ones, it just, it clicks. It gives them motivation, reasons to keep going. It's insane what it what another little human does. I know. Because it's like for the first time you're experiencing something that is I mean, beyond you. You created you know? it from scratch. I know. It's so weird. I still find pregnancy the weirdest thing in oh, life. Oh, I do too. I think it's pregnancy like, huh? is disgusting. You grow another person inside your belly? or your I know a lot of people think area? it's beautiful. But for me, I'm like, that is like the most alien thing to me. That's why I think we're aliens, man. Well, we might be. <laughs> <laughs> but... Aliens in the way that we came from Godzilla. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Aliens from Godzilla. So, you, as where you're at with her now, do do you get to kind of interact with her more? Do you get to send her, like, phone calls or send her? Um, call, like, send her text messages? No. You guys don't get, no? No. Is that for your personal sanity or is it for her? Um. My aunt and I had a conversation before I had Josie and she basically told me that she didn't want me to treat her any different than my other cousins that my aunt had. So her kids. Mm. And I kind of agree with that. And I kind of don't. That meant like 
no special treatment, you know, et cetera, which I have honored and I don't. Like any time that I have seen Josie throughout her life, I don't take a picture without my aunt's permission. I don't post anything to social media. Um, I just try to like maintain that she is her mother. Fair enough. And I try to be respectful of that. Damn. Man, that's tough. I don't know if I could do it. It is tough because sometimes I wish that... I'd be like, well, really, that is my child. It really is when you get it's to... It's hard because there's like... Scoot, scoot closer. When you like... <laughs> I can't scoot closer. Scoot that chair so God. I can get you. There we go. Okay. Gotta it's get hard. you the camera here. Oh, it's hard because I feel like there are insecurities on both sides. So the adoptive mother has insecurities as far as like how the child is going to feel with the birth mother mm. and vice versa. You know, like you want... I like accepted my aunt being Josie's mother, but there was definitely some insecurities on my aunt's side as far as the relationship that Josie would have with me because she loves her as her daughter. Right. I see what you mean. But she doesn't have the bond that like Josie and I had because I gave birth to her. Right. Dang. (sighs) And that's why I always tried to be respectful as far as the boundaries and their relationship because for me, it's not a competition. I love Josie. She has a great mother. And I will always be here for when she's ready to talk to me. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's super. <sighs> you deserve like a gold star or something. Because. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Most people I'm, won't I'm do that. I'm a lucky one. Most people would just. Because. <sighs> I don't know. I came from a very poor town. Mm-hmm. And. I see some of these kids just hanging in there with their parents who rightfully so sh- should have been a little bit wiser. That that's just my personal take. Right. I can't I can't you know, this is just what I I feel as a human being like, you know, this kid is not having the best upbringing. And I wouldn't say adoption would have been any better, but there's some families out there who have like 9 or 9 or 10 kids and are poor Oh, I know. Super poor. Stop having kids. That's no life for them. I'm a huge advocate for birth control. Me too. And like even just making women aware of it. Exactly. It should be free. It should be free. I don't understand why people are paying for it. Like condoms should be free. I think if you go to the clinic, you can get them free. But I think so. But you should be able to go to any store and be like, hey, I I need birth control. I need condoms. I need... And it should be free for people. I agree. This like bold nonsense of, well, you got to have insurance. And we, it's like, dude, who are you to dictate? You know, this is, I'm trying to be wise here. I'm not ready to have a kid. Let me be safe about it. But there's teenagers out there who out there boom, booing without any protection because they're too scared to go get it. Yeah. Or knowledge. Because their parents are too, oh, my kid ain't going to be like, listen. And your kids hit teenagers' ages. It's game on. Look, people are... <laughs> We're human beings. Sexual attraction is a real thing. Urges are a real thing. Is it? It is. I'm <laughs> just kidding. What is it? Is it? It, it oh, is. Okay. <laughs> it seriously is. I had the same issue growing up with my parents. Not... It was like, man, like, they there were super strictions. We couldn't date till we were 16. Fair enough. Same. But, 
but even the dating was super restricted and it only had to be if they were of the same upbringing religion and i just didn't date because it was super annoying right like forget it but then there were sexual urges like hey man like what do i do with these feelings and my parents never <laughs> i remember sitting down with my dad and we had the birds he even said it we're about we're gonna have the birds and the bees talk i'm like what is birds and the bees birds and bees don't mate <laughs> right <laughs> this doesn't make any sense he's like have you ever you know had like feelings towards a woman and i was like what are we talking about no because you never you made it so ridiculously hard to even want a date that i never did and that instead of sitting you down my brother did a great job with my nieces they got them books they taught them about boys and girls they they did an awesome job like the girls know what's coming in the future like you're gonna be attracted to whatever sex you choose but it's gonna happen right like you're not gonna stop it is this the brother in saint george yeah my older brother he's awesome he's an awesome human being like i don't know where i would be without that dude like I having the same a big way. brother is insanely cool that's how I feel about my sister. Yeah. I wish he can have a big brother too. Could be like, oh, this is what it's like. Because I can, I'm be like, dude, I have a big brother and I'm the younger brother. I could go, I get to have that privilege. Right. Whereas like, I'm just a big brother. It's like, oh, I'm the younger brother. I have an older brother. Like, oh yeah. And everybody's like, how's your older brother? What's he like? And it's fun. It's fun to talk about him. He's a cool dude. He's way muscular and just, God, he's such a good human being. Such a good human being. Shout out to Russell's yeah. brother. Shout out to Chris Erb. Erby. Erby. <laughs> it's pronounced Erb. <laughs> I know, but I call you Erby. Erby's cool. I got that growing up all through school and everything. So it's cool. I think it's pronounced Erbe. Like Erbe. French. I want to say it's French. I don't know. You should Google that shit. I know. I should, huh? <laughs> yeah. Google uh but it sounds like Herb, Where did my too, last you say name come aggressively from? in a German, like, Herb. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, he, he's pretty awesome. But like we were saying, like, you know, human beings are human beings. We're going to. Well, right. And there isn't. We're going to boom with each other. Like, sexual awareness is, like, shunned by so many societies. All of them. Even and all of them. And it shouldn't be because. I mean, I never had the talk with my parents. I had it from my freaking sister. My older sister told me what like sex actually was. Yeah. I thought it was just like making out. And then I found out what it was. And I was like, are you ew? Ew, you take what and you put it where? I know. <laughs> but like there needs to be that education as far as people protecting themselves from not just pregnancy, but everything else. Yeah. STDs, everything. It's crazy. I like that. Even, you like? Yeah, I did like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, United States, even around the world, we kind of do ourselves a disfavor not talking about it more with our kids or with their kids. Well, right. And it should be like readily available for people. I mean, if you think about it, you're only doing a service because then you don't have all these people that can't provide for other humans. And then we're supporting as a collective for those humans. Like, and I'm not, I'm just saying that like, I think people would be, if they had the option to protect themselves, 
then they would take it. Yeah, absolutely. Because not everybody does or they can't like talk to their parents because they don't feel safe about it or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an ongoing issue in the world. Just like sex ed is a sex ed, like mental health. Mental health is another one. Even all the taboo like topics that the world that clearly exists, but the world doesn't want to acknowledge not in the way that they deserve. Even a big thing, too, is personal awareness. Mm -hmm. If you got like a disease that you know is going to trickle down to your kid, don't have a kid. Yeah. Like I know what I got going on, like being born with a cleft palate, being bipolar. You think I want to pass that shit on to an innocent child? So you don't want children? I want children, but it's probably not going to be of my own. Like not biologically? Not biologically. It would most likely be adoption or I would probably end up dating somebody with a child and go from there. But biologically, I would shoot myself in the foot if my kid came out with a cleft palate. Really? Yeah. Just knowing what I've been through, I'm like, fuck, man. I know where this kid's going to go. This is going to be tough. I mean, I get that. But that's also like, which I can appreciate and understand because that's a big reason that I didn't keep Josie is because I knew that like my emotional and mental state wasn't, wasn't what I wanted to pass on to her. Right. Because you're totally right. Like even not even just talking like depression and whatever, but where you're at in life mentally, emotionally, financially affects children. So I think that you should try to be in the best place possible. Right when you bring a child into the world because you would want them to have the best chance in this shitty world. It's not that shitty. It's weird and well, shitty. I'm just saying like what comes at them. Yes. Yeah. You have to be prepared for that too. It's, it's so tough. It, it's been a, uh, ongoing decision for me personally because I know what I've been through. Um, it just, it's tough it's it's not the it's it's been a hard decision my whole life i've talked about this with where i used to work with my classmates who i got really close with because i was dating somebody at the time who really wanted to have a kid and i had to tell her i was it i don't want to sound messed up but it was you know whoever you have a kid with it probably won't it won't be be me Mm -hmm. just because one, I'm I'm in no position right now. I'm still in school. And two, I got too much genes or whatever hidden that I don't want to pass that down. I can understand that. You know, I don't want my kid to wake up like, why am I depressed for no reason? You know, why can't everything kind of be like this instead of like this? You know, why do I look different? How come I can't see here? Why am I being picked on? Why do I have so many surgeries, you know? Right. Why are my two other siblings fine and I'm not? Why am I the oddball? So to put a kid through that, my parents didn't know. They didn't know I was going to be born the way I was born. But now I have that gene that's like, you got 50-50. Is that You want to roll the dice? I think it's less than that. I think it's like 30 whatever the left amount. But here's the thing that got me really thinking about heart. So I work with this lady back at my old hospital. She, same story, cleft palate. Nobody down her line had it. They couldn't find out where it came from. Cleft palate's usually a fluke thing until you have it. Then 
it's passed on because now it's obviously visual you have you have whatever that is that that gene and now it can be passed on i honestly didn't even know you had it until you told me well it's because i covered up with the mustache the beard and everything (laughs) my mom called me out on it she's like i know why you grew that so you can hide your scar i was like damn you're right how dare you i mean you could still see the scar but it Mm -hmm. looks good i got lucky i got good surgeons good hospital good university take care of me but coming back to the lady i met at work same story as mine and then they the doctors told her same thing oh likelihood of your child to be very less because it skips a generation that whole skipping generation nonsense is just nonsense it's it's doesn't whatever your genes want to do they're going to do it so true both her kids got it not just one both and that was kind of the deal breaker for me i was like wait a minute both your kids got it usually it's maybe one not the others but both of them i was like can't do it can't do it you look at life differently you everything's different extremely different I believe it it's if if only people knew like the the craziness i had to go through growing up it's insane that's just it is like i can sit here like hearing you talk about that makes me even more appreciative of the life that i had because i can sit here and talk about like my imperfections and personal struggles whatever but at the end of the day like i literally have everything great yeah but that that's never my intention no no no. that's not what i'm saying i'm saying like your knowledge or your feelings about like what you have been through and like what she went through yeah. is eye opening because you just have to be like so aware of like what you say around people. Like for me, when I talk about my struggles with weight or whatever, I've never been someone that it, I will never be someone that get like struggles with weight really. Yeah. Well, you're tall. Well, I'm talking about like gaining. <laughs> true, 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 true. Yeah, there's some people Like, I have a good metabolism. Yeah, there's some... Naturally, there's some people who just can't get rid of weight. They're just bigger. Or, like, people that can't gain weight. You know what I mean? Like... I have that issue. It goes both ways. And then it's like, oh, I talk about, like, uh, my... I don't know, my teeth or my nose or whatever. But it's like, I never had to go through what you went through, like, as a child. Mm -hmm. Like, and having a cleft palate. And then the health issues that arise from that as well before surgery, you know? Yeah. I had so many surgeries. It's insane. I was trying to think, uh, I was trying to think like, why am I all the surgeries I had? Why, why do I always, I mean, it's a huge part of my life for sure. But I was like, why, why does my brain so like screwy? Just why do I look at things so differently? Does, and then I started looking at like all the anesthesia I got growing up. Probably a lot. (laughs) Probably way too much. I, I looked at the effects of anesthesia. And, and rightfully so, there's nothing they could have done as a baby. Right. They're not going to keep your baby awake and do surgery on you. I just, know. This is not going to happen. But I had so much anas- anesthesia. I was like, why am I so goofy? You know, why why is my brain just not always on a good level? I think it was from all the anesthesia. I mean, it could be. I think it's starting to catch up with me. 
Because when I was young, I'm, I mean, I'm not super old, but... You're young. You're <laughs> younger than me. Shut up. But what I'm saying is, like, you know, on a developing mind like that, like, as your kid's growing, because right. I had surgeries up to I was, like, 24, 25, and it's like, man, that's a lot of anesthesia. And mm -hmm. I usually had a surgery every year. You've really had surgery up until you were, like, 24? Yeah. Just for the cleft palate. So they fixed the cleft lip. Um, right when I was born, like 18 months, they have to wait okay. a certain X amount of time. But the huge issue was as you develop, your face grows. And I didn't oh, have any right. bone right here under my palate where your teeth come right. in and hold on to. So as I grew, they kind of had to shape everything. I did not know it was yeah, that long of it's a process. Very, some are very extensive and some just have the lip and they fix the lip and kids done for the rest of their life. It's but yours wasn't that case. Mine was the extreme case. Mine was, I had the cleft lip and palate. So I had, you could take a grown person's pinky and stick it right through my lip all the way through. Like you could see, touch See, I can tongue. see why you wouldn't want to pass that on to your child. No, it was horrible. I remember the worst surgery I had was where they finally had to make a decision. How do we fix the the palate part because there's no bone mm -hmm. the bone was so spread apart it, it couldn't find itself so they had to take a piece of my hip bone and then put it here so not only was my hip hurting i was hurting in my face too and i was in a wheelchair it sucked it, it was the worst that's insane yeah. i never knew that yeah and then i couldn't hear for a while it affected my hearing i couldn't see out of my right eye um, I can see out of it kind of now, um, but it's determined as like it's, you know, you're you're blind in your right eye pretty much. Um, my hearing has always been fucked up. It's, it's fucked up now. <laughs> I wow. got a lot of humming in there. So it, it just, it doesn't affect just here. That's insane. Yeah. Some I, people think, oh, it's a quick surgery and they fix it. No, there's... No, it's not. Not based off of your experience. My experience was just... A unique case, they called it. Usually it doesn't do stuff like that. But you have to remember when you hear clef, that means a deformity of where your body stops. It's telling the body when I was in my mother's womb, because I did a lot of research, saying, okay, we're done forming. Mm -hmm. So it's time to turn it off. So my body was like, okay, we're done growing in here. Let's turn everything off. And I think it turned off too much. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of, it shut down my vision. It shut down my hearing. Damn. It's, it's a wild ride. So to put a kid through that, no, I can't, I can't do it. Well, based off of your no. experience, I think that I understand more, even though I would never like judge anybody for not wanting to have a child because I don't want to have one, but. Yeah. You think you have any more? If you no. met some like. I can't say for certain. But no, I do not want to have children. Mm, fair I enough. don't want to birth a child. If I met someone that I like truly loved, maybe that might change. But I honestly like the age I am. I don't want to put my body through that. I don't care yeah, if somebody else wants to do that. That's their life. More to you. But for me personally, like I'm 34 and I don't want to have a kid. I didn't want to have a kid after 30. I knew that. I mean, it might change if I meet someone that like I insanely want to like see what our genetics can bring into this world, but that's extremely low. 
tall and beautiful? No, I'm just saying like <laughs> I I don't have a desire to have a child of my own. Yeah. I feel like I've already mourned the loss sure. of that, yeah. of being a mother. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. Yeah. You're you're way stronger than me. I don't know <laughs> if I could I don't know if I could do that. Even if my kid came out with a cleft palate and I was like, nah, you know, it would still be like but since I went through it, then I can kind of guide the kid a little bit easier. Well, right. Yeah. But my parent, no fault of my parents, none at all. But they didn't know how to deal with it either. My dad always told me, he's like, you know, when you came out, I passed out when you were born. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny, but. but um. Wait, why did he pass out? They weren't expecting to see that. Oh, they didn't know that. That's why he passed out. Yeah, they didn't know I was coming out like that. Because at the time, there wasn't much technology. To do. Yeah, to I know. That was a long time ago. 34 years to yeah, be 34 exact, years folks, ago. Oh today. My, oh, my God. 34 years 34 ago. 34 years to today. go today. I was born and my dad passed out. Wild, Damn. right? Isn't that weird? That is so weird. It's weird. But yeah, that's, that's kind of what... That's not kind of. That is what happened. So it's strange. But man, I don't, I don't know. I don't, to come to your story is just, it beats, not, we're not no. at a contest here, but. No competition. Every story is different. I don't know if I could do that though. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, that's I mean, it's super human, hard. Human beings so unique as weird as we are. It's like, I could probably take on a lot of other things where right. I couldn't do. I don't know if I could do. That's hard. You know? It was hard. I'm not going to like belittle what I went through, but it made me the person I am today. And I feel like it makes me more resilient to other things that I experience, you know, because I know that like I literally did the hardest thing that I could imagine. Yeah. And I was okay. So now whatever comes my way, I know I can get through that. Yeah. Because I've had harder times. It's true. I try to tell myself that too when I'm in a lot of pain because pretty much yeah, because you've been through a all lot of time because that's what I'm used to. It's like, dude, you've been through way worse, you know. Exactly. You got to remember that it can't rain forever. Yeah, I can't. But I want. I'm, I think what I want out of life is a good, solid run of just happiness. That's all. Whatever that It'll is. It'll come your way. It doesn't even have to be money. The career will always be there. I'll always have that. That's whatever at this point. But I don't. This is more enjoyable than clocking in, you know. Well, yeah. Understanding people and sharing stories. That's what human beings have done since forever. That's shared, true. Shared stories. You know, this is what I went through, and they pass it on, and you know, here we are, human beings clocking in. Also, you never Stupid explained the hats shit. and the sunglasses. Oh, the hats and the sunglasses because we're having yeah. a party. We talked about some heavy stuff. Okay. Oh, you don't have to give me an ice cube. I already did. But, Keep talking. But, uh, yeah. So, Stephanie Davis is giving me an ice cube. Yeah, well, if you are drinking nasty whiskey. It's pretty gross whiskey, I have to say. But I spent money on it, so I can't get rid of it. You know? I don't want to pour it out. Hey, thank you. <laughs> oh. Shit. That's all right. Hold on, okay. We're good. We're good. We're good. But yeah, don't don't try this whiskey, folks. I think it's all right. I don't think it really hit anywhere. 
What's okay, right there? dab it a little bit. <laughs> party foul. You're a party foul. I am a party foul. You got you got the wine? I did. You can finish it off? I guess so. Good. I'm not a big wine drinker. <laughs> I like wine, but I hate whiskey. Do you? Yes, I will not drink that ever. I love it. Drink it. I guess Red Bull is or not Red Bull, um What is this? West Cork. West Cork. Hold on. This way. Not that good. <laughs> no, I smelled it. It smells disgusting. But you know, some people have those taste buds of they may want to try it. Um this is just my personal opinion. I've had really great whiskey and this is not anything good, but it's also not bad. It's not great. It's like medium. Yeah. It's like if you're running low on cash, this is what you would get. Something like this. But I like Japanese whiskey, so it has that little taste to it. So. Boy, we talked about some heavy shit. I know. Some heavy stuff. We can keep going, though. I say we keep going. What about, um, what do you think you'll do with year 34? (sighs) It's your birthday and all. I don't know. Today? What are we going to do today? No, like, what do you want to do in the next year? In the next year? (sighs) Eventually settle down. Get to that age where I'm ready to, it's time to settle down. You want the significant other? Yeah, well, like... Good uh, luck in Utah. It ain't going to happen in Utah. I'm definitely moving out of here. (laughs) Utah ain't happening for me. No, Utah's the worst. Uh, Utah's too much of a bubble that my hometown, it reminds me of my hometown, which I didn't like too much either, where everybody knows each other. It's... That's 100% accurate. It's kind of big, but it's not big. Um, You can kind of get everywhere, which is kind of cool. Like I could walk to the grocery store, which is kind of nice. I'm I'm centered in the city kind of nicely, but I don't know. Fools act fools out here act like they got it like hard. I was like, well, you should go to my hometown. It's pretty ghetto. Like (laughs) you guys have it pretty easy out here. Like stop trying to be stop trying to be tough because you're not. Like trust me. Um, It's just stuff like that. I'm just kind of over it. Mm -hmm. Um. The, the air pollution here is awful. Yes, very uh, much. Hard disgusting. to breathe. Hard to breathe. When I got here, I got super Mucus sick. Mucus all mm-hmm. in your throat. <laughs> I think that's why my ears ring all the time. Mine do too. Yeah. My ears will not stop humming. Yes. I, I always feel like I have to pop my ears. Yeah. And I always have like ears. mucus in my throat uh-huh. and the I have this dry cough and everyone's like, oh my God, you have the Rona. And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> I don't. I'm surprised I don't have it, to be honest, how much we interact with it. You want to know why I think we already got it? There is no way our, where we work, if they were to test us, they cannot afford to lose us. That's why we we have never been tested. Nope. Not once since started. Actually, I did get tested. Oh, yeah? I am participating in a COVID vaccine study. Oh, don't do that. You don't want to be a part of that. I already am. Fair enough. Fair enough. My friend works for a company. I've heard, I have done many studies with her before. Huh. So I just volunteered. And if it can get us one step closer away from this bullshit, then I'm all about it. This is why I don't like the vaccine, though, because you can get it and still survive without a vaccine. Well, I know, but like it's, like it's just like the pox. flu, though. Like the flu, we can get it and survive. Some people don't. It's true. But like we have to have it as healthcare workers. So if developing a fucking vaccine will help uh-huh. us to get closer to 
a more sanity yeah so yeah. in society you I know get it. I then get it. I, get I am like happy to do that i rather my thing is i rather get tested for the antibodies first and they're like oh you have antibodies i'm not gonna get the vaccine well i didn't get tested for the antibodies but i did get you tested should. for covid and it said i didn't have it all right you should get tested for the antibodies first i don't think that i mean the study didn't require that uh-huh. but i don't think i ever had it i'm pretty sure i already got it well you got really sick i, I didn't. got really sick and that wasn't flu sick that was some you probably got it from lauren <laughs> i'm pretty sure we did yeah we hung out a lot and we were drinking a lot and she got it and i took her medicines and things like that but I well mean, she I, didn't know for sure because she never got tested true, but she, she had yeah. like if i ever saw a rona that was it mm-hmm. yeah me i haven't been sick much this year i really haven't either just my body's sore from what we do all the time my, my body, body's always sore my body hurts all the time does Dude, your body hurt all the time all the time all my the, shoulders my time. neck my back i keep hitting the microphone sorry that's, that's all right keep as long as you have it right here you might want to bring it a little closer i feel like i keep hitting it when it's close there that you go good? that's good that's right there. i'm always sore me too always always i need like a daily massage three Pretty times sure we all have rheumatoid arthritis Is that oh how you yeah say it? rheumatoid 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 arthritis i'm pretty sure we all have it oh i know i have arthritis i feel like i have it oh for sure right in my back it's always i was doing this 21 day (laughs) fix workout at home and literally my hips were popping all the time and then i couldn't like my knee wouldn't bend and i'm just like what am i like fucking 70 yeah like why is my 34 year young (laughs) because 34 years is young Acting like a 70-year-old body. Mine feels like seven-year-old. Sooner or later, I have to make the big decision on what I'm going to do with my life. There's no way I could keep up with that. The way nah, I feel I'm going to have to have back surgery soon. The way I feel already, there's no way. Bet five years. Yeah. Back surgery. No, don't get back surgery. No, but I'm saying like our work. Oh, yeah. I bet five years. To Cheers. back surgery. We're going to watch this five years and be like, damn it. We got to get back surgery. <laughs> I know. No, our job's hard. It's physically exhausting and it's frustrating because I don't think people understand that. They it's don't. not just like physically exhausting, but emotionally and mentally. Like we literally work our asses off all day, getting pulled in so many different directions and the stuff that we see. And then we have to go home and unwind. And then our friends that don't work in our industry will be like, oh, let's hang out. And I'm like, you don't know what I just saw. Yeah. You don't know what my day's been like. And I get that everybody has a bad day, but it's just on a different level. Definitely. And that's what I try to tell. That's what's hard when I try, whoever I'm like investing time into and things like that. They kind of get at me a little bit. Like, why are you always tired? Why, why does everything always hurt? Like, what's up with you? You know, you're young. I'm like, you don't understand. Like you just said, you don't understand. Well, you don't, you really don't. And I'm not here to hold that against you, but our job is not only physically demanding is the biggest one. The second one is mentally. Mentally, 100%. 100%. You're just, if you don't get something right, damn, you know? It's important what we do, but it's... It's very important. It's, I mean, it's a high stress, high responsibility job. And nobody... No one gets it no unless gets you it. work it. Unless you don't there, get it. Unless you're there every day, you could be like, oh, I see... I see why you hurt all the time. I see why you're stressed. I see. 
the things that we've seen. I was talking about this in my last episode. The plane crash I saw last time with those two people. I can't. It was too much. That was, I was with you. Yeah, it was too that much. That was really hard. I was like, you know, I don't know. I'm pretty tough, but I'm not that. Not today. Not after that. That was tough. That was hard. That was hard on everybody. And we don't even get a minute to like go outside. Let's take a breather. All right, keep it going. Let's yep. keep this train moving. I was like, no. I mean, I was talking to an ex-friend because the last week of work was super insanely busy. And I was just like, I'm tired. I am drawn out. This is super rough. And she'd be like, well, every job has that. And I'm like, no, like I'm cleaning blood. Uh, like this happened, this happened, that happened. And I was like, there was blood everywhere and skin and whatever. And she's like, well, who cleans that up? And I was like, I do. Yeah, we I do. clean that up. We clean that up. She was like, are you kidding? And I'm like, no, like, that's what I see all the time, every single day. Like, we clean it up. It's not just like we come in and take care of somebody that has had a traumatic experience, but like we clean up the mess and then they leave and it's like, okay, next patient comes in. It's not like we get a minute to decompress and like try to deal with what we just saw because... And I'm sure everybody feels this way in like the medical history, you know, that works with trauma or whatnot. But I don't have energy when I'm off of work. When I, I like either. run from I the don't. second I get there to the second I'm done, where we don't even get lunch breaks. We don't even get to eat lunch. I know. We have we to have, eat lunch on the go. We and have, it's so annoying. I've learned to <laughs> eat so fucking fast because... That's probably why we're all thin. <laughs> I know. And I've learned to eat so fast Cause we literally only have a minute that now when I'm out at dinner with people, I'm like done before everybody else. And they're like, geez, Stephanie, can't you just like taste your meal? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't get lunch breaks. Yeah. We don't get lunch breaks. It's ridiculous. That's probably why we're so thin. All of us. Well, I mean, I'm, you're pretty thin for being as tall as you are. How tall are you? Nine. Five, nine. So nine foot five. No, so I'm you're nine, nine foot five. Foot five. <laughs> I'm five nine. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty thin. I've always been really thin, but you know, but yeah, not not what we deal with is just in, it's insane. It's in it, it's and not I'm not here to seek sympathy or anything like that. It's kind of what we signed up for. But sometimes it's it's it just wears hard. You out, yeah, man. no, it's, it's like, just wearing. Fuck. I mean, I love what you I know? do, and obviously, I like. It. like I have always loved the environment of a hospital since I was younger. Weird, but same. I've been in a hospital my whole life. Yeah, it's really yeah. weird. And it's I like think I was only food. in a hospital because my mom was, you know, mm. as a kid, like she was always in and out of the hospital. And so I think that's why I have always felt comfortable in one. And so I love my job. I really do. But it's just hard when other people don't understand how exhausting it can be. Like, I wouldn't change what I do. I mean, I'm grateful to have a job. I truly am. I know that people don't. And so you can hear me complaining right now. But I, it's just exhausting. Yeah. And it's gotten extensively worse in the last month and a half. I agree. Yeah, there's. I'm trying to hang in there till the end of the year. And then it's time to make a decision. It, I definitely need You're to go somewhere me. slower. Something I get at a, that. Something at a better pace where your body's not being over. 
Because I keep telling, I always talk to my grandma. I was like, man, my my body just doesn't get that time to heal. It's no, always, it doesn't. It's always just like, always hurting, sore. Even the days I have off, it's still. Well, don't, you don't have energy to do really anything. Don't. It's you like. You really don't. You're just beat. You're beaten and drained. And then it's like your days off, you don't have energy or desire really to do anything. Yeah. Like people are like, let's go hike. I'm like, fuck hiking. Yeah. Are you like, kidding me you right now? go out, Russ, and explore Utah. I'm like, do you know how tired I am? I don't <laughs> want to go out on a hike. I love nature, but not like that. Yeah. Is there like a ski lift I can sit on? I know. And taking me around in a circle? Is there like a drive-in movie that <laughs> yeah, I can yeah, just yeah. like, someone can pick me up and load me in the car? Yeah. Can you just drive me around? I'll be okay with that. And I can fall asleep. Yes. But this whole, yeah, I, I'm glad you brought it up. I thought I was the only one that felt like that. No, it's awful. I mean, it's good and awful. Yeah. It's tough. It, it, it's a tough, especially there. If they if they wanted to save their employees, they could easily put in a Hoyer lift instead of moving all these big ass people around. I hate moving people. Don't even get me on that. <laughs> um, I understand why they don't get that. That that alone right there would save everybody the yep. fatigue that, that they feel. Well, we have a Hoyer lift, but only for wheelchairs. It needs to be hooked up on the roof. Yes, on we the need ceiling. a ceiling. I don't. I don't give a shit how much it costs. Like, well, we can't even. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I already. Know I know. And I see it more and more. I was like, yeah, that's why I, I have to go because, you know, I, not because I don't hate that place. I love it. Um, it's been a great opportunity. I met great people such as yourself. It's been awesome, really has. But when it comes to the physical and the mental state. You have to take care of yourself, right. ultimately. I have to. Because I don't want to be, you know, 40 years old and I can't walk. Right. You know, and it's heading that way if I don't take action now. Right. So I have to be a little bit more proactive and say thank you. But our, it's time to go. Well, yeah. at least you made some good friends here. I did. Made some awesome people. I didn't think I would meet any. What's What's really weird, I didn't meet anybody but my coworkers through this whole year. I know. I, I had made <laughs> nobody outside of work, but yeah, it's, well. I mean, I met a few people, but I'm talking like, hey, I need something, you know, and they're there. It's, this is the first time I work with all women too. I I'm know. not going to lie, it's kind of cool. <laughs> except all the crap you hear all the time all the I mean, drama but there's no filters either and it's true funny. no it's filters funny. it's funny to hear a group of women just get no filters it's like, Whoa. yeah he hears some stuff you guys <laughs> it's been fun it, it really has but i know deep down i can't keep going at that kind of pace no it's hard for everybody no it's hard for me I don't know how anybody has stayed there 10 years at that pace. Well, I mean, I've been there for eight, but I worked in x-ray first, which isn't easy and super yeah. busy, but CT is definitely harder in my opinion. And I can say that because I spent five years in x-ray. Yeah. Yeah. I never did x-ray. I went right to CT. I didn't want to do x-ray. I loved x-ray. And then some stuff happened and I had to make a choice and... 
I did CT because I felt like it was the closest to x-ray, which it is. Yeah. Yeah, It's extremely similar. But we do way more than any other modality. Modality. Oh, for sure. At at least at the U, I can say that. Yeah, I almost want to go to x-ray just to kind of get a break from... Or go to MRI or nuke med. MRI, I can never work there. No? It's so slow. I would go insane. I hate when we have like a 15-minute exam. Really? I love it. I'm like, oh, I'm like break time. Ugh. I go insane. I'm like, okay, this is taking way too long. <laughs> like, uh. But I do wish that we had more, um, I don't know, respect, help. That I agree. I wish we had more help. Help. I wish people respected what we do because yep. it's not just pushing a button. It's They're- not just pushing a button. They think it's the easiest thing in the world, and it's not. You got trigger times. You got bolus. Same thing, bolus times. You know, you got to worry about their amount of contrast you give them, amount of, you know, you don't want to give these people cancer later in life. You know, it's not just a button. We didn't yeah. We didn't take board exams just to hit a button. You know, they want to make sure you know what you're doing. Right. So it, it would be nice to be respected. Because if I were to throw a nurse in there and be like, oh, yeah, go ahead, push a button, they, they wouldn't know what to do. Well, just like how we don't just know how like, to do meds. Right. You know, I like, wouldn't know what a nurse to do. So I would respect, I would expect you to give me the same respect. I don't know how to do nursing. I don't. And I'm not going to act like it, but don't come in into our department. And right. Act and like, act you know, like you know what we do. What we do. Respect, you know, that's a big flaw over there, too. You know, they, there's just no accountability. Yeah. Well,. I should say accountability, but respect for what we do. It's not that it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. It's super hard. Because then the radiologist would be like, ah, you know, let's, you didn't really get what I was looking for. I was like, oh. You're like, well, did you see that they like literally can't hold still and, or their body habitus is extreme or whatever. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. (laughs) There's so many reasons. Yeah. Their body habitus and then. Like, well, you didn't get it right, so you got to bring them back and shoot them again. And you're just like, oh, man, that's a lot of radiation. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad about that, too. But Well, we already do more than doctors half the time. Well, yeah, we're on the phone with them 24-7. Hey, you know, this isn't right. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, man. Well, what are you looking for? Like, like, what do you want to see? Yeah, and then well, they tell us. And then it's like, okay, well, this is what you need to order. Not this. Yeah. Also, I'm going to charge you a $50 fee. I know. I wish I could charge them a fee for every time they ordered something wrong. Me too. I'm like, hey, you know, this isn't right. Oh, really? Then they would start doing their job. That just goes to show you like doctors aren't, they're not brilliant minds, but they're also not dumb minds. But well, and I get they're learning too. And, and, you know, everybody's learning and I can't do what they do. They can't do what I do. We all play a part, you know, like, yeah. Just sometimes that that could go more cohesively than it does. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they would wake up a little bit more and get, at least get the right. I'm tired of pro protocoling. Ugh. I know. So over it. Well, what do you want to do the rest of your birthday? I don't know, but let's figure that out. Let's uh, let's close this up. Okay. This has been great. This has been Cheers. a fun. We talked about a lot of heavy shit. And stuff but it's that been good. It's been people good, probably hopefully. don't care about, but that's fine. Uh, you know, hey, this is all for fun. This isn't 
you know, if they want to listen, they can. If not, hey, that's okay too. I'm I don't do this for money. I don't have sponsors. I don't have. I mean, a sponsor would be nice because I can didn't do it f- full time. But this was all about sharing stories, sharing talking about stories. life. You know, this may help somebody who's going through it that doesn't know what to do with some situations in life. So it's been all good. Sister Davis, thank you so much. Uh, it's for Stephanie Chitty Davis. Stephanie Chitty Davis. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for, you know, making this a fun birthday and doing this. It's been fun. I hope you have fun. I did have fun. Cool, cool. Um, I know I always like to leave with a piece of music. You guys check it out. Check out Autograph. It's spelled A-U-T-O-G-R-A-F. That's Autograph. And the song is called Heartbeat. It's so good. Check it out. Enjoy it. Take care of each other. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Herb. Peace. Bye. Is it done? It's done. I feel I got like...